If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for the van to come. Oh, friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? how many engineers working in the UK right now are women? Would you be shocked to know that they made up just 12% of the workforce? And even more disappointing is the rapid decline of the number of secondary school pupils electing to follow a career in engineering. According to a report by Engineering UK 2018, just under half of 11-year-old girls consider it as a future career. And by the time they're 16, that has dropped to less than a quarter of all school-age young women. This year's Women in Engineering Day is celebrated today, the 23rd of June, and it focuses on amazing career opportunities available to women in this exciting industry. Joining me on the show is an incredible person who has pursued a career in engineering, currently a senior data scientist at Jaguar Land Rover, Tamana Hack is passionate about encouraging more women into her field. She champions for more diversity, not just in data, but also in the motor industry as a whole. Tamana, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Fisher. So we're going to find out all about you and your incredible career and how you've managed to get to where you are today and also what your views are in terms of how do we get and inspire more women into engineering. And engineering can mean, I suppose, it's taking it away from those traditional perspectives of mechanical and electrical into computer and data. And we'll, we'll come to that in a little while. Um, and, you know, obviously we mentioned at the beginning of the show that there is a lack of women, women in engineering, but you actually have, have two in your family. Is that right? Um, well, myself and I have a twin sister. We're both data scientists. Uh, so very much in tech and data and analytics. Just our industries uh, are different. So I'm currently in engineering, uh, work for Jaguar Land Rover. She's also working in Manchester um, within financial services. Um, but yeah, it's been quite an interesting journey for both of us. Um, yeah, it sounds like it's a, a bit of a dream job. So talk to us about what kind of work you actually do there. Like what does data science in the world of Jaguar Land Rover mean and what do you do? Um, in terms of data science, there's so much data. Um, some of it is still untapped. And essentially what we do is three things that split into three areas. So we'd try to give visibility to our stakeholders and provide deep insights. Um, and I think that's quite critical 
in in a lot of businesses these days. Another thing we do is try to drive new product development slash innovations. Um, and then lastly, what we'll do is improve operational efficiency. So that's the way things work now, but we can automate and make it much slicker and optimal. And I'd, I'd actually say that that does generalize data science as a discipline anyway in any industry. Um, if you start to use data science in that way, you can really start to drive business value and save money, but also encourage business growth as well. So very obsessed now with <laughs> providing business value because there's actually a lot of challenge to do that, especially in a brand new team. Yeah, it sounds like such an exciting industry and there's so many changes happening um, at the minute. You mentioned there by sort of driving new products. Uh, does that involve electric electric cars, self-driving cars? What kind of stuff um, yeah. is the data telling you to, to pursue? So in terms of the data, it's very much a core focus for us and using that valuably. Um, there, there are four industry uh, disruptors within automotive. Um, there's autonomous vehicles, so self-driving cars, um, Connectivity, so that's in terms of infotainment slash connected intelligent driving. Um, there's electrification, which is a keen consumer interest, as we've discovered in mm. recent consumer studies. But it's also a, it's a necessary focus because of regulation uh, changes as well. Um, and then lastly, there's shared mobility. So that's in terms of ownership and I think that could change quite a lot in the next the foreseeable future um I've largely been focused on connectivity um but electrification is huge as well so are you saying that I can own a part of a Jaguar is that what your shared mobility is that's probably all I could afford to matter <laughs> um what you could do is uh have a Jaguar on certain days of the week mm -hmm. um, that's still an area that's very much being developed uh, at the moment um, I'd say the closest thing we have is we do have connected cars at the moment and mm -hmm. we have for a number of years uh, I was actually uh, made aware of connected drives but before I knew what data science was or analytics um, Michael Schumacher did do an ad campaign with Mercedes mm -hmm. and I was a big fan of him as well. <laughs> so he, he did do a big campaign with Mercedes and that was all about intelligent driving. Um, so that's been around for a while. Um, and then I'd say the second focus would be electrification. Mm -hmm. That's very much here today and GLA are very much in that space. It just sounds like you're having such an impact, like the work that you're doing mm. is actually, you know, it is such impactful work. Um, so it just sounds like it's right up, you know, our street. You know, women love doing work that makes a difference. Um, so what can we do? What can we do to change the perception of engineering careers and sort of break down some of those old stereotypes? When I think engineer, I think, you know, like, you know, in industrial engineering of some sort. Um, but, you know, what you're talking about is like cutting edge, right on the edge of what, you know, technology is allowing us to do right now. 
um, you know, and you know that is it's, it's truly about making a difference. How do we encourage more young women into the field? In terms of the perception that you say that you had, I had the exact same perception mm-hmm. as well. Um, I had the same perception, and I wouldn't really want young females to have that perception because it can be quite daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and my personal mission is to increase awareness of data science um, with a focus on promoting diversity and inclusion. Um, so there's a number of in- initiatives uh, which I've been doing to try and do that. Um, but in terms of engineering, there's different types. And I'm sat within product engineering. And it, it simply from the use of data and coding that we're mm-hmm. able to still engineer cars and make a difference that way so it's very very broad is, is what I'd say um yeah. and not what you what you might superficially think my perceptions of it have changed um just from being in the field but I would want to give that insight to encourage more females into the field as well and did you have any, um, you know, it sounds like you're becoming or certainly are, um, you know, a, a role model now um, in your industry. But did you have any women role models or mentors to look up to on, on your journey and how did they help you? Yeah, so I think female role models are very, very important. Um, I still have the same one that I've had for nearly four years now. Um, there's a female director at my previous company and she was very much she was just someone that I really looked up to um very nice woman um very very smart very respected and um, but she also supported other women and other women's progress so I still speak to her catch up with her um get career advice from mm-hmm. um but also that's someone who I can learn more about women in leadership, which is quite underrepresented, certainly within uh, engineering and automotive. So, in all so industries, that's, that's across <laughs> all industries. There's more. There's more um, CEOs called Steve than there are um, female CEOs in the FTSE 100. Sadly, um, so there's a long ways to go. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I would very much like that to change. Um, and in terms of trying to make a difference, I'm trying to increase awareness across the board. So right from young people at school um, through to university, um, internally upskilling and leading as well, um, but also externally speaking to industry experts and women's leadership and diversity groups. So for me, whilst I'm trying to make a difference, a big part of that is networking and constantly maintaining and growing that network as well yeah because you're quite active on the speaking circuit now uh tamana um and you know i wonder what your experience has been like out uh out and about championing the career um and experiences that you've had and what kind of conversations that you're having with um young women who are considering their their sort of their future or next steps what has that been like or what kind of feedback or conversations are you having out there the first thing that I'd say is historically, I've hated speaking. Um, 
<laughs> even internally within a company. Uh, it's not something that I ever thought I would want to do. Um, but looking at the industry, and this is not scale art at all, this is an industry thing. I have made a switch from retail to automotive, um, and there is a difference. Uh, so part of what I, I do in my role is trying to increase awareness because I really like working in an environment which is diverse. Um, you just need to look at me to understand why. Uh, and so part of what I've been trying to do is increase awareness across the board, as I've mentioned. Um, but also from the earlier stages, I'm hoping that the impact will trickle into the workforce in five to ten years. So maybe we'll see the gender mix changing slightly. Mm. Um, so I've been looking at recent UCAS figures as well. I would hope to see some sort of change uh, when I've been looking at the percentage of females who graduate from STEM subjects. There is a dropout when they then go into industry. So by speaking to young women now, um, maybe they can be more encouraged to take that path through our education, but also afterwards as well. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things I've been doing. But then when I've been speaking to schools and university, um, I've been having a lot of questions from students and I'm always on hand to answer those questions. Um, but then also outside of schools as well, uh, externally, um, I've been speaking to other women in data science who might be in other industries, because I've made a switch. They may also want to make a switch as well um, mm -hmm. to just increasing awareness of what we're doing uh, and encouraging more female engineers that way um, that's been another thing and then also as I've mentioned speaking to women's leadership groups I definitely get as much as I give when I speak at those events because they're fellow industry experts well well, I'm not but that, that, <laughs> that's who I them as and yeah that's been quite useful as well to get their personal experiences so it's, it's a lot of different things it's not just one thing that I've been doing um yeah. but hopefully they can see that it's a cool area to work in whether that's AI or engineering or the intersection which I mean yeah. is currently a doubly underrepresented space and that's what motivates me um, to do all the stuff that I'm doing, uh, but hopefully it will make a difference. Yeah. I mean, you've picked, you know, yeah. one of the most male-dominated <laughs> industries out there. Um, I can think construction and possibly oil rigging or something probably are the two that might um, <laughs> top it a little bit. Um, but there's yeah. certainly, you know, it's, you know, women are more than capable. I mean, in a, at an A-level it's almost 50 50. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's around about 40, 45% um, young women are studying A levels maths, but it, it drops off a cliff after that. Um, but as you said, mm -hmm. like the the diversity of choice of career that that could take in if they pursued it at a, at a, at a university level is, is incredible. Um, and you also yeah. now champion uh, for increased diversity, specifically in the motor industry as a whole. Um, and speaking is one of the things that you've been doing both internally and externally. But what else can what else could the motor industry be doing and how do they how do they change? I think some of it is when I think about 
what I knew of the motor industry before I joined Jill as an employee. I was Mm -hmm. a follower. And a lot of the advertising campaigns which I saw, uh, a lot of them are more geared towards male audiences or Mm -hmm. feature males much more prominently. And I just think that that sucks. Like, I I would like to see more females see that. Um, I did see a recent advert from our competitor uh, for their mid-range saloon, and it Mm -hmm. was really cool. So I think there has been some change in that. Um, Because when I look at an advert, I see it as something aspirational. Um, I want to be able to see that I'm driving that car. So Mm. so I would like that to change more. I would like to see more representation in all forms of media, um, especially when it comes to selling a car. And one thing that I'd say is I would like to see it across the board as well. I don't really want be marketed something which seems like a woman's car um, mm-hmm. and actually when I'm when, when I'm driving as well people some people have said to me that they just don't think I fit with the car or it, it's not a great match and yeah these are just perceptions which we're fed Stereotypes. So there could yeah. be some change so I would like to see some change in that. I think, to be fair, from what I have seen, because I always follow the uh, automotive uh, campaigns, mm-hmm. there has been some improvement. So you're not just seeing women with the SUVs. Yeah. Um, you're seeing women with the more cooler car. So yeah. So yeah, I think there's just somewhere way to go still. I think as women's wealth and also lifestyles change you know, where, you know, women are not only choosing to be mothers, uh, but are choosing, you know, different paths, <laughs> that there's new markets opening, which is perhaps motivating them um, as well. Um, now, today, today mm-hmm. is uh, marking Women in Engineering Day on the 23rd of June. Um, what do you think about campaigns like this um, to help raise awareness and reach out to you know, a new target market of, of potential uh, future uh, employees in the industry. Do they do they work? Do they make a difference? What do you think? I think I think they do make a difference just from speaking to people on the receiving end, you know, of such campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you don't increase awareness, then they're going to have the impression of engineering, which which you said you had and which I also had as well. Yeah. So by speaking more about what it is actually like, it can encourage them to enter it and just help them be better informed. What what I would say is that it also tells them if they are good at STEM subjects and if they enjoy it and have the skills, then then they can absolutely pursue it, regardless of what others around them are pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one message which I have, and then. Another one is, I think Harvard said that a data science role is probably the most attractive role of the century. Well, oh, well, I would say to females, <laughs> you're not, don't, you're not biased. Don't they want a piece of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, Do you want to be we driving should at least those jobs? <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> we should at least that to the men. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think the this kind of stuff does help a lot. Yeah. I think it's just the branding problem, mm. isn't it? Tech generally has this branding problem, which 
um, we look at and it feels unfamiliar to us. I think we need a, a good crowdsourced marketing uh, dream team to come together and, mm. and find out, you know, create some new brands, uh, some new brands for, for tech and STEM um, and make it more relatable yeah. to um, where women can say, yeah, that's a place for me. Um, now, yeah, I going back, agree. Go ahead. Oh, oh no, I was just going to say that branding is, is certainly from my experience it's a very big influence on what you do um how you act or the choices that you make uh so yeah i think that could be a driver to making it better mm-hmm. very much so um now just reflecting back on your own career um you know from this conversation it sounds like it's been a stratospheric um path um, where you've gone from school to university with your with your twin sister. Are you identical twins, by the way? Are you identical or non-identical? Um, when when we don't look identical, apparently we sound identical. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that to be lucky enough to go and and have that experience with your with your sister, and then to land you know um, an incredible job with them, Brian, to grow and develop, to land your dream job at Jaguar, um, you know. But it, we all know that your our careers can be a bit of a roller coaster. Um, have there been any challenges along the way for you? And um, you know, what were the sort of the low points, and you know, maybe some of the high, you know, the high points that we perhaps haven't touched upon? What could somebody who's thinking about your career expect? Yeah, I I think in terms of highs and lows, I would say it's been a roller coaster. So when I was at university doing the course that I initially picked, it, I did find it very, very stressful, probably the most stressful thing that I've ever done. But then I looked to change that and it just worked. Um, so that was definitely a low point. And then when I was looking for a role after graduating, it was slightly difficult for me because my twin sister got a statistical analyst role before we even graduated so she Mm -hmm. actually had to take time off for the graduation I was still looking for a role so Mm -hmm. that was difficult um but then there's been so many highs as well uh made so many friends from work and they're not friends just at work but friends outside of work um I've almost just everything's just changed and it is worth the roller coaster um there, there's always going to be ups and downs but it's just what you make of it and you can aim to keep it high if you're quite proactive um i i've always i've always either had a brand new role or um yeah i've tended to have brand new roles which didn't exist so in terms of being proactive and shaping it, you can try and drive it so that you're mainly on a high. Obviously, it's hard to sustain mm. that. But generally, on the whole, I found it very enjoyable. I really enjoy work. And I don't just see it as a job. I see it as a lifestyle as well, just because I enjoy it so much. <laughs> um, and in in some of that, you have to drive it yourself as well, whether that's just putting your best face on in the morning or Mm -hmm. whether that's from proactively speaking to people who may not have spoke to you first there's just so many things that you can do to make it fun Mm -hmm. and just 
just have a really good time. And all these new opportunities that present themselves to you as, as a result, like this podcast, which came off a conversation <laughs> between the two of us on LinkedIn. Um, well, yeah. listen, we always like to finish on some advice and some tips. And for this particular very special day, um, what advice would you give to young people, um, particularly young women um, who are looking to fill, for, fulfill or, or pursue a similar career? What would be your kind yeah. of top tips for them to look at? Well, well, I do have a few top tips. Um, the first thing that I'd say is it doesn't really matter what others around you are picking, um, especially during academia. Um, if you're good at something and you have the skills to do it and you enjoy it, then definitely pursue it, regardless of what your friends or others are choosing. Um, but then also look out for role models slash influencers in the field. So um, I'm very much trying to be that role model, but I I also had those role models as well before and I still do. Um, I'm also influenced by, we've spoke a lot about branding, um, mm -hmm. a lot of the cool brands now, um, such as Tesla or certainly JLR or Apple, a lot of them engineer products. Um, mm -hmm have data science teams um so so you can find a very engineering focused slash data focused job in cool companies and that's always quite fun and then another tip that i'd have is don't worry about standing out if, if you're good at your job and you bring in the business value and no one's inhibiting that then a good employer will definitely recognize it I have been in cases where I'm the only girl in a room of 20, 30 males. <laughs> Quite often they're older. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I do project a different pitch, a different volume. Um, I do have different interests. Um, and from many personal attributes, I do stand out. But mm -hmm. I'm also conscious of the fact that I can change the conversation and the narrative. Um, you just need to find what you're good at and be valuable. Um, and then I would hope that for more people doing that, we'll see less gender imbalance at work, um, mm. much more perspective, uh, better business decisions, um, a different kind of culture, uh, and better equality in pay, for example, of other benefits. Um, the benefits will start to trickle in much more the more that more women enter these fields. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, with the incredible work that you're doing, Tamana, um, and making sure that your voice is heard, that over time that many more voices um, will be heard. Um, so thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I have really enjoyed um, chatting to you this afternoon about your career and hearing about all the uh, the incredible opportunities that you've had, at least that you were an influencer for January at the age of nine or 12. <laughs> That's mad. Um, for um, those listening who are maybe procrastinating over uh, as parents over what their uh, their young uh, children and young daughters should be doing with their uh, careers or su subject um, choices, or in fact you're somebody that's at that point where you're listening and considering sort of your next steps. 
Um, it sounds like um, this pathway that Taman has described is one that offers trailblazing opportunities where you forge your own path with new roles that don't yet exist um, and um, are, offer a breadth of opportunities across multiple industries of very diverse backgrounds. Um, so really, the, the, you know, the world's your oyster, I think, if you go down this pathway. So if you've been um, concerned or, or thinking about any of those things, I hope this podcast with Samana will give you a better night's sleep. Thank you. Prison, like the fear from